Hi guys, Nessa here, and before we start on today's episode, I just wanted to clarify that V does mention I don't mind.com and wanted to say that we are not sponsored by them in case you guys get confused or anything. But thank you so much. Have a nice day and stay safe. Hello everyone, welcome back to the social dilemma. Today I'm here with B. So first off, thank you actually for being here. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that you're coming here. Thank you for having me. Of course, we're, we're excited to have you here. I'm excited so, to be here. I'm, I cannot wait for this. I'm, it's going to be a good one, guys. So you wanted to talk about things like gender equality, social media, and mental health. So why don't we actually get right into it? So one of the first questions I have for you is what are your thoughts on the topic? Like what in general is gender equality to you? So uh, personally, I think that gender equality means that men and women and all genders are considered equal and no one is considered superior to another person solely based on the gender that they identify with. Um, And I think that because of how society has defined gender equality, people tend to believe that that means that women should be superior to men or vice versa which is not the case yeah for sure i mean we've been seeing that a lot in social media recently about the debates over what is the difference between men and women and how they should be treated so that's definitely a new one so in i'm following up with what you said um so one of the stereotypes with gender equality is that um women or with feminism because a lot of gender equality is bringing um, women up to the same range as men. And so they're saying that women will become in charge of everything. Women will get all the power, anything like that. So what do you have to say to those kinds of people that believe that that's what gender equality is? Um, first of all, I've kind of noticed, especially on like Instagram and other social medias, I've noticed that most of the people who believe that gender equality and feminism means that women should be superior to men Um, I've noticed that most of those people are probably people who haven't experienced, um, for example, like women are treated differently in the workplace than men. So um, I've kind of noticed that most of the people who point this out are men because they haven't directly experienced this type of thing. So um, I think that people should just realize that gender equality and feminism does not mean that women are superior to men. It means that women want to be treated the same way that men want to do, want to be treated. Um, And I just think that the, the way that people believe that women would be superior or whatever because of feminism, I think that it's unfair because we're already like below men, like we're treated below them. So if we bring that bar up so we're both equal, then that's gender equality. Yeah, so it's not bringing one down to bring the other up. It's bringing yeah. the same up. Yes. So then if we, were compared, if we were to compare the Women's March and the fight for equality from 50 years ago, when we were, and also when we were still going for voting rights and all that too now, um, what do you think is the difference? And it seems that it's getting really popular, the fight among younger adults. Um, And why do you think that is? Um, I've kind of noticed that older generations, um, they kind of have older thoughts, I guess, is how I could say it, where they believe in, I guess, classic is what I would say, classic ideals from earlier um, years, for example, like before women's suffrage was a thing. But um, as newer generations are like, for example, Generation Z, I think that we've kind of realized 
that equality is something that should not have like we shouldn't have to be bargaining for equality it should just be like a basic thing that everyone already understands um so comparing 50 years ago to now i think 50 years ago people especially like men white men didn't really realize that women were not beneath them and especially in the year 2021 women are equal to men in some cases but most of the time that's not how it is and it's completely unfair because as time progresses we should be moving with that movement but I see that we aren't really making as many changes as expected. Yeah and at the same time I mean for those people that do say that it's only about women getting stronger and like yes. going above men like at yeah. the same time it's also for men too because like there's many industries like in nursing industries for example yeah. where men are below women so it's like you have to get them all on the same page not just get women up there yeah um so then are the unequal boundaries set between men and women during in our society are they starting to affect the younger ages you think um i honestly i don't think they affect the younger ages as much only because because of social media and because of the ideals of gen z i think that younger generations believe that there is equality or I guess most people in Gen Z believe that there is equality and we should create, um, we should like help people become equal to other people. So everyone should be on the same level. There should be no one superior to someone else. Yeah, so then going off of that, do you think in the future, by the time they're all grown up, do you think they'll still be believing that or will it, by then, will it actually be fully equal? Um, hopefully, it will be fully equal, but you never know. Um, there are a lot of people in the world who still believe that men are superior to women. Um, mm -hmm. And I honestly, I've seen people try to convince people that like that isn't true, but um, it, it's kind of difficult to convince other people who have such strong ideals in this type of thing. Um, you have to kind of work really hard to convince them to believe what is happening now. Um, that equality should be a thing. But I mean, it's kind of difficult to change someone's entire thinking about this particular subject. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think that's where you mainly see that white male supremacy in China, yeah. keep that belief up in the thing where the generations are fighting with each other over that. Yep. So then yeah. how do you think we could promote gender equality in countries where it's not prominent? Um, I think we would first have to find a country um, in the US, we kind of sometimes we do see that uh, there is gender equality, but I think that it needs to be more prominent or we need to find a country where gender equality is more prominent so we can um, base our ideals off of them and then teach other countries that don't have as much gender equality as us um, that this could be possible. Like, for example, New Zealand, um, their leader is a woman and she's doing amazing and people sometimes people say that women are too emotional to have power or something like that but New Zealand is doing fine so yeah I mean they're a great example and you can see that used in history all the time where countries yep. are learning from others like I think the declaration of independence like countries have learned off of ours and we've learned off of others on how we should keep going yeah um so then how do you think in our own country outside of other countries like how can we uplift the gender equality movement and how can we keep it going strong? Um, I think that on the west coast of the US, it's pretty much, there is a lot of gender equality. Of course, it will never be perfect, but um, there is, I think we're pretty close to perfect on the west coast at least. 
Um, personally, I've never seen like the East Coast, but I think that some people have specific ideals um, about gender equality and you can have your own beliefs, but I think that um, projecting them onto other people is unfair because um, you can have your own ideals, you can do whatever you want, but you can't make other people do the same thing as you. That's just not fair. Like you can't control another people, another person's beliefs because of what you believe. Yeah, definitely. And I think a big part of where that comes from is also through social media, where people are trying to force their beliefs onto you. But yeah. then what do you think about social media in general about relating this back to it? Um, social media, I think it is good and bad there. I mean, it's good because we can connect to people that um, live across the country or live in different uh, uh, places in the world. But I think it's also bad because you've kind of seen like what people perceive as the perfect person where she has like blonde hair, blue eyes, that kind of stuff. And um, it can really influence your emotions towards yourself. Um, and also you can kind of see, you can understand the bad things in the world and then form your own beliefs. So it is good and bad. Um, I think right now at this moment, because of quarantine, it is, it's more good because we can understand how the world is doing with COVID and everything. Um, but it's also bad because people do like showcase what they're doing, which they shouldn't be doing, like going out to parties, hanging out with their friends, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, first off, to those people that are doing it, please stay safe and don't spread COVID. Wear your mask. Yes, definitely. And then also, so then you said that social media is showcasing someone's perfect life and they're not really showing all aspects of it. So then going back to that, do you think that social media should be more about sharing the whole parts of your life? sharing less or perhaps keeping it how it is? Um, I think that society has kind of idealized the perfect life where if you don't have a perfect life, then you're not gonna do very well for the rest of your life or something, something like that. But mm -hmm. um, I think that hiding the bad parts of your life is only good when you want to look better than other people. And um, there, I mean, there again, that's their superiority complex. And I think that more people can develop a superiority superiority complex because of social media and I think that that's not a very good thing. So then that would um, negatively impact people's mental health on that right? Yeah. So then how should that be changed do you think? Um, I think that people should maybe start being more open on social media. I feel like we kind of see the good parts of people and obviously it's good to share like your happy moments but also I think that shying away from stuff like mental health disorders and that kind of stuff. Um, it increases the stigma on that. Um, and I, I also think that just like that type of influence on the mental health community and like that kind of stuff um, is just not healthy for, for people who are affected by those types of disorders. Um, they'll like, I've kind of noticed this. I've known a couple people who have seen people who have perfect lives on Instagram and all of a sudden they think that their life is horrible and they like, they just don't have anything good in their life because they've seen what the projected perfect life could be. Yeah, I mean, that could definitely impact someone. So then do you think that social media platforms such as Instagram should, because you said you were talking about um, mental health and mm -hmm. like um, all the disorders that come with it. So do you think that Instagram and other social media platforms should promote the inaccurate headlines and this perfect kind of lifestyle stigma around people? Or um, should they promote less of that and promote more of people who are being more open to the public? 
Um, that's a really good question. I think that if we see, for example, if we see like headlines or something about an influencer who only posts like about their perfect life or whatever, um, that can definitely make people feel bad about their own life. Um, so I think it's for sure 100% better to post um, headlines or post images or pictures or whatever on Instagram about your real life to show that like not everyone is like a Barbie doll or whatever. It shows that you are a real human being. You have emotions, feelings, that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So then for the people who are feeling like that or feeling sad about the fact that they don't have the perfect life that they're being projected, that's being projected onto them, how would how would you say that they felt, how would you say to uplift them and show them that they're not as alone as they feel? And how did you actually deal with feeling isolated or lonely during quarantine? Um, so for the first part of that question, I think uplifting people, it w- the only way to really do that is to show them that what they're seeing on their screens is not reality. Um, it's just, it's people edit their pictures. They, they change how they act so that they can look better for the world and then they can um, seem more important than other people. Um, but I think that just like focusing on how they're an actual person, they have real problems and they kind of go through the same stuff that you go through. That kind of shows you that there is reality somewhere hidden under that person. And um, for the second part of the question. Yeah, how did you deal with those feelings of isolation or loneliness? Um, FaceTime and Zoom calls, honestly. I, I think I might have FaceTimed my best friend for like 20 hours at a time once just because we were both so lonely and bored and we just needed someone yeah. to talk to. I yeah. feel you on that one. So then yeah. how about when you don't have as much time, like during the initial quarantine, you had a lot of time to do it. You, yes. We didn't know school for, in our school, there was no school or anything like yeah. that. But then now school has started for everyone. So then how are you staying connected with everyone other than using your social media platform? Um, well, obviously there is social media, but I also just kind of call my friends, maybe not FaceTime because some of us don't have enough time for that, but I just do like weekly check-ins with my friends sometimes to make sure that everything's going well. And we just talk for a couple minutes and then we just hang up, but we know that we're all doing fine. We're, we're doing good. So yeah. uh, I think something like that has definitely helped my friend group, um, to stay in contact and not like completely fall apart. Yeah, I think that's definitely a great way to do it. I mean, you can check in on everyone, make sure everyone's okay, but then at the same yep. time, you get better too, yeah. what you're feeling. So then um, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier when focusing on social media, but, and you said we can minimize the effects by kind of showing them it's not exactly the perfect lifestyle that's projected on them. So then can you explain more about how can we actually minimize the effects? Like how can we show someone that it's not really as perfect as it seems. Would it be like FaceTime or how would that work? Yeah, I definitely think um, face-to-face communication is very important because if you're just on Instagram, you're seeing what someone posted, you only see those couple of images that they chose. Um, You never really see what happened behind the scenes or stuff like that. So I think that FaceTiming or Snapchatting, something like that would uh, help you connect more with the person Mm -hmm. or just like even talking to them, texting them too would work. Yeah, that would be, I think that's a great idea because like you can actually stay connected and see a yeah. different lifestyle. 
And also, yep. especially if you're open over text or phone to what's going on, that would also help a lot. Cause like, yeah, I feel like if you're just talking about the good stuff, that just seems like you have the perfect lifestyle again, which is minimizing yep. those effects. Yeah. How can we ensure our own health is still good while making maintaining others other than through FaceTime? Like, would it be is there any other way to do that if we don't if we don't have time to connect? Um, the way that I make sure that my mental health is doing good every week, I do a sort of mental check-in to make sure that I'm doing well uh, physically and mentally. Um, I'm not like on the verge of an anxiety attack or a panic attack or something similar. Um, I actually found a website. It's called idontmind.com, and they they it's completely focused on mental health and um, erasing the stigma and that kind of stuff. So if you want to check that out, that that website has like a bunch of facts that has interviews with therapists and it has uh, like day, weekly check-ins where you can make sure that your mental health is doing fine or if you need to go talk to someone about it. So I think that is what really helped me get through quarantine um, with good mental health. Well, that's actually a, that's a really great idea and for the people that do need that or want to check that out we can actually link it below. So if you go to the bio you can see that that's going to be linked there. So do, would you ever if you were on, if you were not okay doing those mental health check-ins, what would you actually do to help yourself get better? Um, well, if my mental health is bad, I usually do one of two things. Um, the first one, I just kind of carry on and try to get myself out of it. But if it gets really bad, the second thing I do is just completely shut down. And I don't think that's completely healthy. Um, I've kind of stopped doing that. But in the past, like during like June or July, 2020, 2020 um, I, I kind of, went to kind of a bad place, but um, I kind of brought myself out as I started talking to more and more of my friends. And um, I actually talked to my, that was the week that I talked to my best friend for 20 hours straight. And it was, we just kind of talked it out. And I realized that there are people in the world that do care about me and they can help me get through whatever it is that I'm getting through. Yeah, definitely. And so then um, you mentioned how your friends have been helping you when you're down and you've been helping them. But then how can we make a difference in the lives of others to make them feel accepted and happy that maybe we're not as close with or it's just kind of an online friendship? Um, if it is someone that I don't normally talk to and I kind of see, um, especially on Instagram with now the repost feature, like you can repost uh, images that you've seen on Instagram. Um, I kind of try to post more positive ones. And then I always say, like, if anyone wants to talk, I'm always, always available. And a bunch of people have reached out to me and I've never really spoken to them in person before, but a bunch of people have reached out and we just kind of talk it out. And it, it's kind of like a mutual understanding that we don't really talk, but we're always there for each other. Yeah, I think that's a great thing to do. I mean, you're helping others. And so first off, good job on that. I think that's amazing to do. And I recommend others do the same too. So then... We've got a few last things to wrap this up. Um, right. Oh, but while we're on that topic, if you guys need to talk, you can also go on our Instagram. We will be there. Um, one board member will be helping you at all times. Um, but then, so you mentioned how we can go over, um, do weekly check-ins with even people we don't know. So then when the coronavirus kind of opens up, we don't know when that will be, but when it does, how do you think that'll change everything? And will there still be weekly check-ins and those kinds of things? 
Um, I think definitely there will be weekly check-ins. I've kind of noticed that it has helped me and a lot of my friends a lot. So I don't plan on stopping them anytime soon. But um, if we do end up going back to school for senior year in August, I think that it will be a little bit easier to talk to people um, because sometimes people don't check their texts or they don't see a FaceTime call, which is perfectly fine. But I think that as we get to talk to each other in person, maybe that'll be easier to communicate through than just over a phone, yeah. like over text or something like that. Yeah, because over text, it can also be hard because you don't know if text can be yeah. seen in many different ways. So Yep. And you don't know what emotion the person was feeling when they sent it. Yeah. So yeah. even the virtual talking, like virtual Zoom and stuff like there's yeah. lags, there's delays, so you don't can't really get the same effect out of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then that was those main questions. So as all, right. all of you who watch us know that there are rapid fire questions at the end of all of these. So I want so I'm gonna ask you 10 questions and you're gonna have to tell me the very first thing that comes to your mind when okay. I ask you those. All right, I'm ready. First. First off, what is one thing that you would love to put on your bucket list? Uh, skydiving. Awesome. And then who do you admire the most? Oh, my parents. Ooh, I like that answer. They make definitely a big impact on your life. Yep. The dream job. Dream job? Mm -hmm. um, I honestly don't know. I would probably say like working somewhere in LA. I don't know what I would be doing, <laughs> but working in LA. Uh, do you is there any place you want to be in LA like or any reason for Hollywood <laughs> yes yeah, I approve of that answer yeah <laughs> what is your favorite thing about someone in your family um humor I feel like everyone in my family is just so funny for some reason <laughs> well I know you are so yeah I thank you yeah of course um other than open your eyes what is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning Oh, I go on my phone. I, I go on TikTok <laughs> for a couple hours at least. Really yeah. Especially when there's no school in the morning. Oh, yeah. Saturdays and Sundays just stay in my bed till like 11 a.m., maybe even later. Especially even on summer, that's, that's just oh. the worst. Summer, yeah. Oh, yeah. My latest was one. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like slept until 2 p.m. one day. It was great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um if you were invisible where would you go oh that's a really good question um I don't know I think I would go to Australia any specific reason because you're invisible well, you can... I, I just kind of think that Australia I mean I have a couple of family members who lived there in the past and mm -hmm. kind of told me stories um, about like discrimination and stuff like that so I don't really want to deal with the discrimination part oh. but I really want to go to Australia I think it's a beautiful uh, country and continent so I just want to see it yeah I also want to meet a kangaroo and I don't want it to kill me <laughs> so well I mean you know what on the bright side you can kind of slowly run away so they won't hear you but they also won't see you true great yes, idea that is correct um, yes um I think this is going to be a hard one, but I mean, the year just started, so potentially not. How many books have you read so far this year? Oh, um, I have read like half of one book. And is that including the school required books? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it is. Um, there's a, no, well, I, I read like a couple pages of the school book, but that's not the one. I read, um, I forgot what it's called, but I 
it's like a book about like mermaids I don't know but it was actually pretty interesting I forgot what it's called if I remember I will dm you yes and I will put it down but I actually yes. that's huge fun that's like I love those kinds of books yeah um, fantasy yeah fantasy are the best books I mean you get to go away from real life I know that's um, why I love them <laughs> yeah exactly. um if you want a million dollars what would you buy Ooh. um well I'm kind of a practical person so I would like put aside a bunch of money for college donate a mm-hmm. bunch then maybe like buy a new laptop or something so like a like an investment type thing that will help yeah. me like if I had a hundred million dollars I would like blow it somewhere yeah but since it's just a million I have to like be careful yeah. just a million not, just not a million. lot but just a million um and then what would you do if you had to spend it all at once oh like you um, can only buy something not donate or anything you just have to spend it I would buy a really cool car um, like, that doesn't cost a million I know so I don't know I mean I would say a house but like a million dollars in Silicon Valley is like you wouldn't get I mean, a nice house maybe a, maybe a house in like Texas yeah yeah exactly. I, I'll get like a really cool house in Texas there we go yeah yeah um and then what is your favorite cuisine oh I love Thai food I love Ooh. Thai food so much and what's yeah. your favorite food in Thai food um I, I like fried rice I really like they, they make like a pineapple fried rice and I don't like pineapple so I just take out the pineapple and then eat the rest of the fried rice because <laughs> like then it, it has like the sweet thing but I don't have to eat the pineapple so you know I, it works. I do that all the time except I'll just yeah. crush the pineapple so it gets even sweeter it's oh good. that's a good idea I'll try that next time yeah let me know <laughs> um, this is gonna sound kind of weird question but you have quite a few nicknames so one of your nicknames is B which is the name you go by right now so what's yes. another one of your nicknames um, I go by Vibes, too. My full name is Vibavi. So, I mean, a lot of people can't say that when it's, like, spelled out in front of them. So uh, I just go by V. But some people, some of my friends who actually know how to say my full name, they call me Vibes. V-A-I-B-Z or S. I don't know. Well, yeah. Vibavi is a very beautiful name. It's Thank you. Goddess. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, that's all of the questions I have for you today. Would you like me oh. to say anything before we wrap up? um I'll say this I'll say whoever like you guys are doing such a cool thing with this podcast thing I think just a pause round of applause for you guys this is amazing and I'm really glad that you're involving like your friends and people like in your generation so that you can kind of hear their voices too I really like that so thank you nice job Um, thank you and even if you guys don't know us personally if you go to our Instagram there's a form you can fill that out and you can be on the podcast too. There's no other requirements. You can stay anonymous if you like. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming, B. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I will link all of your information below that you yep. provided with us. And make sure you guys um, go say thank you. And of course, thank you to our question, the person who wrote our questions and today's editor, which is the um, Nessa series. So thank you guys. That takes a while. And yeah, thank you so much for coming. It's been a delight to have you here. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. Of course. So I think that just about wraps it up. So bye. Bye.